going on, Bitcoin Accumulation Country? It's your host, Coin Icarus. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, sponsored by Crypto Cloak's 3D printing. And this is season three, and we are episode 47. It's uh, Thanksgiving this week in the U.S., so happy Thanksgiving to uh, you know to everybody celebrating that. We've got a very special uh, special um, episode today. I mean, they're all special, right? But this is the uh, this is the lightning roundtable, which we haven't had in a little while, and we've got a lot of great guests on uh, on this episode today. On today's episode, we are going to hear from um, Google, uh, who is Oliver, and. He works at Lightning Labs. We're going to hear from Suheb um, from Ride the Lightning. We're going to hear from Rootsall. We're going to hear from OpenNoms, who are both from the Raspy Blitz project. And we're going to hear from Maxwell uh, Sikorsky. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And um, he runs and owns Eden 3D. So it's a really packed episode, and we are going to kick it off. But before we get started... We are going to talk about dollar cost averaging and Swan Bitcoin. For anybody who is interested in dollar cost averaging and who wants to be purchasing Bitcoin but doesn't want to be spending their time constantly watching the charts and listening to traders that they really have no idea whether these people are credible or not, and you kind of just want to put this in kind of in a passive sleep mode where you're simply just accumulating and hodling, being able to transfer that Bitcoin out to your own private address. So if you're interested in doing that and that falls in in your wheelhouse, then you are looking for Swan Bitcoin. With Swan Bitcoin, the three main takeaways are we can do automatic withdrawal from a bank account, automatic purchases of BTC. You can time them based on your uh, when you receive your check. You know, you can do it, uh, you know, let's say once um, you do it once a month um, or you can do it per pay period as well. Um, There's. Lots of options for you to be able to customize how you purchase. And you could automatically withdraw to your uh, your chosen address. So if you're interested in a Bitcoin-only platform um, that is doing the uh, the great work of helping onboard people, then you definitely want to check out Swan Bitcoin. I'm going to have the, uh, the link to their website in the show notes. Okay, without further ado, here is the lightning round. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me on the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. This is the Lightning Roundtable edition. And joining us today, we've got uh, Google from uh, Chaincode Labs. We've got Suheb from Ride the Lightning. No? Lightning Labs. Lightning Labs. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Google from Lightning Labs. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Suheb from Ride the Lightning. Uh, Rootsall from Raspy Blitz. Uh, open noms from raspy blitz as well all right cool i got it all right so we've got uh you know we've got these four lightning gurus joining us today for the round table we are going to go through uh the updates with their various projects and then we're going to try to you know mix things up and ask something that none of us really know much about and see what happens there so oh and it uh, looks like we've got uh, somebody else that uh, that just joined us uh, I believe What's up, it's... guys? Hey, Max, how's it going? Good, man. How are you, Phil? Very good, very good. We just started recording, um, and we are going to kick it off uh, right away with uh, with updates from the uh, the different folks because uh, you know most of the you know, most of the folks here are working on different projects, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll dive into uh, what they've come up with. So we'll start it off with uh, we'll start it off with uh, actually with Oliver. Uh, haven't spoken to Oliver in in a while. And he's at Lightning Labs. So, what's uh, Oliver? What are you allowed to share? <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, at this moment, fortunately, everything because all our big releases are now out in the open, so I can finally talk about all of them. Um, yeah, it's been a been a crazy year. A lot has happened. Uh, uh, a lot of products shipped and. Uh, yeah, it's really, really amazing to work with all these people. And uh, yeah, where should I start? Start. I think what what uh, most of you might have already tried out is the uh, amazing Lightning Terminal. That was one project I worked on. Um, of course, the the UI, the, the the graphical interface, that was all done by our uh, front end dev Jamal James. Big shout out to him. It it looks amazing. 
I did more of the, the background stuff, like the whole uh, universal binary that packages all our products in just one, one executable that you can run. And that now also has the, the remote node support. So that was a bit more tricky than I initially thought. So it took us a bit longer than we estimated. Uh, but that's now uh, all out, which is very cool. So you have the ability to just download one package and then you have LMD, Loop, Faraday, and the UI, of course, and now Pool, which is all integrated in just one software. Oh my gosh, Which... that, that is amazing. And, and, and I'm guessing yeah, that this makes it a lot easier to develop against? Uh, yeah, develop, but also just for the, the end user to install. Because if you already have LMD running and you want everything on the same machine anyway, you can just replace your LMD node with lit and you get a UI on top, you get pool on top, you get loop on top, you get Faraday. So you just get a lot of bonus and the configuration is, is minimal. So it's it's supposed to be the upgrade path uh, to make using our products as, as easy as possible. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I got to go and download the uh, the new installer and try it out again. Cool. Yeah, like I'm looking forward to hear uh, where it's been integrated already. I think RTL has started and I've seen some code in Raspberry Blitz as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hear from the other guys. Um, yeah, but then our second uh, big release was Pool. I think you might have heard of that as well. Uh, I've worked on that for, for over a year and for, it was a big secret until we finally were able to release that. So, for the people who who don't know what pool is, could you, could you give like a little bit of an explanation? Yes, of course. It's it's a way how you can earn a yield on your Bitcoin in a, a zero risk environment. So you can put your liquid uh, your capital up for for sale, basically uh, earn an interest rate by uh, opening, um, offering to open channel to people who need that. So I can uh, create an ask order to provide my liquidity and someone who needs inbound liquidity in channels can pay me a premium to buy a channel from me. So it's a marketplace where uh, you can buy and sell liquidity and earn a yield on on uh, your Bitcoin you put up. And it's all in a trustless fashion, um, non-custodial fashion. Oh, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I've actually, uh, I've taken a look at it a few times, um, just to, you know, just a surface scan. And it does, it does look really interesting. So I, I definitely want to get more familiar with it because that's something I, I've kind of always wanted to do. I have liquidity to offer and I'd like to, you know what I mean? I'd like to capitalize on it. So I, I think a lot of people are really going to, I think that that is going to be a very big, interesting market. And have, have you seen a lot of, uh, a lot of interest? And um, are you allowed to say if there's, uh, you know, any really big players interested in that? Um, I don't even know uh, the, the, the interest um, or the stats, but uh, there someone already built a Twitter bot that just publishes what's already out there anyway. So you, you can query all the past uh, matches, uh, match orders. So I think we're almost at 12 Bitcoin being sold already in just, just a few weeks. So it is, uh, the, the initial interest was, was quite big and um, yeah, I can't really say anything about uh, big players being interested because that's uh, I, I uh, that's Ryan that handles this, so um, oh. I wouldn't even know. But I, I, I'm sure because I mean this gives Bitcoin a yield curve, so there will a lot of people will be interested in using it. So. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely, definitely. All right, very cool, very cool. Okay, so um, is is there uh, is there anything else you want to touch on, Oliver? Uh, no, I think that's it for a moment. All right, man. Again, thank you so much for uh, for joining us and filling us in on that. I uh, I definitely uh, definitely gonna go and take another look at pool once more. Um, all right, we're gonna uh, 
We're going to move on over to, uh, to Suheb, and uh, Suheb uh, works on Ride the Lightning. And, man, I, uh, a lot of people totally love the UI, and it's installed in a lot of nodes. So, Suheb, man, great to have you on. What's been going on with RTL? Sure. Uh, thanks, Quinecris, for including me here. And uh, this is our August group, anyway. Right? Best be, like the uh, folks developing, working on Lightning to be part of this group it, in itself is quite exciting. <laughs> right? um, now, coming to RTL. Uh, yeah, currently. So, if you've been following RTL's release uh, schedule, you know uh, lately we've been uh, slowing down a little bit. Uh, we were trying to pack too many features uh, per release. Also, um, so now what we are going to do is. We are going to speed up the uh, release cycle and try to add, uh, you know, small number of features and release more quickly, basically. So you'll see in the next uh, two, three months more feverish, you know, uh, release schedule, uh, and we'll start rolling out more and more features, uh, even though you know small batches, uh, but quicker uh, feature delivery. So in terms of what we are doing right now, the, as far as the latest release that we are working on. Uh, at this point, uh, we are uh, enabling uh, the macaron handling for uh, Loop's latest version. Uh, so Loop uh, v11 uh, onwards, there's a macaron-based authentication required, uh, and that was not handled. So that's something that we are working on right now. So uh, that, that's one feature that we have coming up. Uh, then uh, additionally, we are also planning to add uh, reports uh, in RTL. So you'll be able to see, uh, you know, routing fees. A report of routing fees you'll be able to see you know monthly um month on month how much you're earning and you know so you know calendar wise type of view and you can also see per day what is your routing revenue basically so you'll be able to see like detailed metrics on uh when uh, you are making uh, routing fees uh similarly you'll also be able to get a report on um uh, uh payments and uh, transactions basically you know payments made uh, payments received so monthly, you know, uh, what are the uh, what are the stats on that or metrics on that? So basically, uh, this with this uh, release, that's what we are planning. So uh, you know, reports on fees and transactions and handling uh, Loop V11's uh, uh, macaron-based authentication. Uh, for future uh, releases, we are looking at uh, Bolts integration. Uh, Bolts is actually another uh, kind of, it's basically a competition to loop uh, in a submarine swap uh, space. Um, and we have a specific, uh, so there the integration is going a little bit slow because we have a specific architectural preference uh, in which we want to actually integrate with them. Mm. Uh, and that's what we are talking to them on how, you know, they'll have to do some more development at their end to be able to integrate better. Uh, what we think, you know, our take on this is, and, and just to give you a perspective, we want uh, an integration similar to what Loop has, actually. Okay. Right. So you know, Loop runs as a separate process. Right. Um, it is not tightly integrated inside RTL, and we want to like we want Bolts to also follow the same philosophy, create a separate process, um, and then uh, run uh, as a parallel process, and then we integrate with them. So we are working with them to see you know if uh, that type of change is possible at their end. Uh, and then uh, that's something that we are like collaborating with them on. Uh, in terms of more additional features, we are looking at coin control, uh, uh, adding coin control to LND. Uh, so you know, opening channel uh, or channel sense, uh, you'll be you should be able to do coin selection, right? So uh, I've been in fact uh, interacting with Oli also uh, on the API uh, that LND is uh, adding for uh, coin coin selection. So that's something that we are like uh, looking forward to once the LED's latest release is out. I'm assuming then the, those APIs will be available, and then that's something that we will work on. Uh, Faraday integration is something that we want to work on. Uh, so in this in the subsequent releases, you'll actually see uh, some Faraday-based features also. Uh, uh, there are some more. Uh, like, we, I I actually wanted to uh, get a temperature check on watchtowers from this group. Maybe in, in you know subsequent rounds when we go through, um, I want to understand like what type of if there is an interest for watchtower based uh, features in RTL, and uh, if it is, then I would definitely like to you know we would definitely like to work on that as well. So these are some of the things that we are working on right now. Oh man, yeah, still ambitious. A lot yeah. of stuff. A lot <laughs> of stuff going on. It's interesting yeah. uh, that, that you mentioned. Okay, so coin selection is a huge yeah. thing. I find that uh, a lot of a lot of people a lot of people want, and it makes sense, right? Because you you want to be able to spend certain coins, 
You know, yeah. you, it doesn't. So it, that totally makes sense. I really like that. I think a lot of people are going to appreciate that. Watchtowers, I have to be honest, I haven't heard very much about it in like the last six to eight months. I don't know if it's just because other things have taken precedence, but it, it seems like it's it's just, I don't know, maybe the hype around it kind of died down and now it's just all the work that's going on. I'm not sure. So on Watchtowers, my take is that so far, uh, it depends how you're operating a Watchtower. Like right? is, is there an incentive mechanism for people to actually be running Watchtowers, right? And it's like anyway a question of scale, right? If uh, typically, who would need watchtowers would be, you know, people who have channels uh, on um, mobile devices, right? Mm -hmm. And most of the time, their channels are offline, right? Only when they need to pay, those channels come online. Mm -hmm. So those channels uh, need protection, right? Uh, yeah. And that's where the watchtowers use case comes in, right? Uh, the, most of the channels which remain offline, uh, there should not be any adverse attacks on those type of channels to get, get their funds. So watchtowers is uh, a solution for that. Now. I think it's a question of overall lightning adoption. As more and more lightning adoption increases, um, you'll have more mobile app-based uh, channels, uh, which would need watchtower-type solution to protect them. Now, um, and that's where the incentive mechanism should kick in, right? So, you know, if a watchtower catches a transaction, a cheap type of transaction, then there should be some incentive shared between uh, the channel, which is which they are protecting, and uh, you know, uh, the watchtower operator. So I think that's where uh, it kind of boils down to right now, given that adoption is low, uh, you'll not see a lot of uh, need or demand for watchtower type services, yeah. but it might come into picture as the adoption increases overall. That's my take. So this might be a stupid question, but so because to me, watchtowers doesn't seem like it's the type of service that an average lightning node operator would end up using. Like, um, no. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, my, my, uh, Opinion on that would be, you know, typically uh, anybody who's uh, providing a uh, mobile-based uh, wallet mm -hmm. have an interest to uh, run a watchtower type service. Right? It becomes one of the lightning services. So you can say that, okay, I have a mobile, we are providing mobile wallets, and we'll also watch your channels, right, um, for whatever incentive uh, there is. So that kind of can be clubbed together um, when you are running uh, that type of service. Okay, yeah, that's it. It's definitely. Um, it, it's just. I guess what what I was trying to say was was that um, the I, I see it more as like a service type of operator that that would use that 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 would uh, that would you know that would provide the watchtower functionality you know like the um, I guess I guess my uh, I guess my point is is that would this go into let's say the Raspy Blitz as a service. You know, like would would this go into let's say something like the my node as a service? I don't see it really going into into the you know the, those types of nodes. I just don't. I don't know. You know, I see it, it as can. like it's a very. I'm sure it could, but I see it as like a very specific type of person that wants to run that service. Yeah. So it is. Uh, you know, you listen to uh, you know tales from the crypt. There is a, mm -hmm. uh, a meme that they have called Uncle Jim. Right. <laughs> so if uh, Uncle Jim is running a node, right, uh, they can provide watchtower type service to people in their social circle. Like they can say that, you know what, I'm running this node. It's always online and you don't need to worry about or be dependent on any other third party for watchtower. Right? I will give you the service. Right? I'll watch your channels. Right? In that case, they can also be, you know, even altruistic. There need not be any, even, uh, you know, financial incentive attached with it. So that's where uh, at least I see it in the current model. I see. Uh, uh, you know, if you are running Watchtower on my node uh, or any type of Raspberry types device, then definitely uh, that's one application. Okay, very cool, man. Thank sure. you very much, Suhev. I really appreciate it. Okay, sure. we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, move on to uh, to Open Noms. And uh, how's it going, my friend? Long time no speak. Let me know if it uh, is the audio. Is the audio working? Open arms, can you hear? Okay. Hey, was it was it me? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Sorry right. about yeah, that. Thanks. Maybe the audio is yeah. cutting. I apologize. Yes, just the name of Scott. <laughs> so yeah, the, nice to be here again. Uh, nice to see you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean it's been a lot of things going on, blowing up, isn't it? <laughs> it is uh, absolutely great. Um, well, I've been I've been very 
uh, I had a great pleasure of testing out uh, pool a bit before the public release as well. So uh, been been involved that uh, with that a lot, and also you know tried to be uh, to do a bit of a guide and as well uh, done the kind of installation script for the for the Raspberry Blitz to work, mm-hmm. uh, which now we'll have in the in the upcoming you know uh, next release, and it's command line only. But it it, okay. it works quite well, I, I I must say. A lot of uh, people who I'm kind of in contact with Telegram in tele- on Telegram or um, other channels have tried it, used it, you know, uh, successfully uh, sold and bought channels as well. So it is it is a great piece of uh, piece of work, and it's already has the biggest functionality that you can actually uh, just buy a channel without you know asking anyone it is again like a permissionless system you uh, install this poor service top up your account pay it and connect to to the auctioneer mm-hmm. and you, you can just uh, buy a channel from a back connected node which has some you know heuristics uh, to be filtered out from you know all the all the asks which could be uh, there already so and boost from for bootstrapping new nodes especially like things which they would want to be either a merchant or like a routing node uh, which would need well connected channels uh, this is just uh, an awesome kind of service which will certainly use and also if you have like um, you know liquidity which is waiting to be allocated this can this makes it much more efficient because you put it where it is actually needed because you know it is needed because people are happy pay, happy to pay for it yeah so uh i think pool is huge and I've, I've really enjoyed the kind of being involved in the testing process and i'm looking forward for you know more people using it and um having it in a blitz ready well um and then very much looking forward to having it in some graphical interface which uh, will be the, the lightning terminal but you know it yeah. could be rtl uh we'll see I, I i think there are so many things suhab is working on already so uh, you know we cannot really push it on him <laughs> just now but uh in the long term of course um we'll see how that works out um and then i mean can think of some kind of automation or at least an easy easy to follow guide to kind of how to how to buy a channel through pool yeah uh, easier than you know going on and just like asking on the you know key telegram etc you know yes. and that would that would cost some uh sets as well right so you would you would want to um buy that liquidity from someone for for that channel to be provided to you so here you can do a completely formal and kind of transparent way so uh, yeah i'm sorry that that's going to be in the and you're looking to have that in um raspy blitz version 1.7 1. 1.62 so 1. the next 62 kind of, okay cool yeah yeah sorry so i'm just writing that down i'm sure that uh you know Ruzzo will speak about that so you know oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't uh, kind of you know tell what is expected there, but it is it is uh, close. I, I, I can say that. Um, cool. And then other things like regarding like Raspberry as well, testing a lot. We were like working on Tor, you know, crushing some bugs. Uh, also, Spectre Wallet has is being. I mean, now I know this is Lightning Node Roundtable, but you know, I'm being. Uh, you know, we are all based on the chain, right? So yeah. <laughs> you know. And also, as coin control has been mentioned, uh, Spectre Wallet is something which is a great development in terms of having a proper GUI for a graphical interface for the Bitcoin Core running on the Raspberry or running anywhere else. Uh, and then I'll be playing with that, and then also with the with the DIYware hardware wallet they have done, uh, or they have kind of provided software for because you know I, I put one together myself <laughs> for just uh, back in the summer, so that has been. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mine looks very similar. <laughs> I yeah. Nice one. Yes, it's 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 an awesome kind of device and it's it's being developed at such a high pace as well that uh, you know it will it's almost my 
Well, I can say it's already my favorites. I mean, not the most tested one. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's a tight competition with court card yeah. there. But I think it will, in terms of functionality, just because if you have the touch screen and you can just uh, yes. you know, type in type in words quite quickly, just like writing a message on, on, on your phone, is, you know, it just opens so many doors. It does. Uh, of, of that being, I mean, it's, it's, first of all, it is a stateless device, at least for, at least as it is for now, unless mm-hmm. you will have a smart card for it, which can have like an encrypted storage. But um, yeah, it's a lot of possibility in that, and and I really love the team who is who are working with on that, like uh, Stepan Snigarev, you know, he's he's mm-hmm. absolute uh, genius uh, with you know, cryptographic related things, and then like also Ben uh, Kaufman is you know he's mm-hmm. a great developer. Um, so I mean that has been interesting, and then we've been also working something from our kind of project with with uh, where where the uh, Metal Respublic case came came from, and we are we are updating that, and we have we have things like uh, an um, a little uh, piece which can be broken out of uh, out of the metal case, and now it can it is compatible to be used with Wi-Fi, for example. And we also have a, an extra hole on it to to be able to separately power disk as well. So there's some reliability and new function, new functions just even just, uh, you know, inside the metal case. And there's been a big kind of project uh, kind of uh, called out by NVK, you know, Rodolfo Novak, the designer of Code Card, that, mm-hmm. uh, that is actually no case or no project which integrates the the ck bunker parts of the code card mm-hmm. which is something where you can use the code card connected to a, an OA and sign uh transactions i'm sorry according, according to some yes oh i'm sorry a, a cold card connected to what it cut out there to a node oh to basically. a node okay cool so, so some computer which you can access on the internet or through the network and you can sign sign transactions with it basically you can use it as an hsm and hardware security module so you can like run a multi-sig where you have where you give the code card itself this hsm in the in this hsm mode mm-hmm. uh, some um, kind of limitations and um, you can protect it by a password you can ask a second signature from it, for example, or a second or third, you know, it, it is, uh, or you can just import a wallet, a hot wallet into it, and then make the signature happen into the kind of second environment of the of the code card itself. Um, and then, so we have this functionality, which is which is to be explored, it's quite uh, kind of experimental in terms of, uh, uh, there are much happening at the moment it has a kind of a basic functionality but uh, as we have further psbt support from you know speaking about like coin control in lnd and psbt support in lnd itself uh, same happening with joy market uh, we can think of something you know much more secure of, of of signing our transactions in 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 this kind of hsm connected to node and then so what else left we make a case for it so you know in the next couple of well weeks really we have like initial plans already we'll have like a metal case which will in- include uh, basically a respublic with the lcd and a, a secure kind of drawer or a secure kind of enclosure for the court card which you can just uh, use it on attached and fixed inside the inside the case which you will not be able to open without pulling the power so then you know everything is protected with the kind of security features of the of the code card. That is fantastic. But, yeah. Yes, I think you know it can be something which is which which is very exciting. It probably will be a niche product to start with, and and we will see how it, mm. you know, what people can kind of bring out of it. Um, but it is just you know people say we shouldn't trust the Raspberry Pi. Well, you know, it has some closed source parts and it has some things, obviously, which, you know, we, we want, we might want to put into a more trusted environment, which is a dedicated hardware wallet or like a hardware security module. So there's a lot of kind of interesting, exp- I think I, I'd really like to, like to play with it myself. 
So, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Man. Uh, things like that, you know, products coming up like that. I mean, we have this uh, kind of DIY nose that's come with the shop where, where things are appearing. Also been playing with the kind of Kindle display. And I, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, in a, yeah. th there was a feature list in uh, the 1.6. Uh, maybe you could explain a little bit more about the Kindle display. It's a, it's, it's a hacked Kindle, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or a jailbroken Kindle. <laughs> so, 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 so thanks to, yeah, jailbroken, exactly. Um, thanks to Dennis Raymond. He's a, like a um, Bitcoin contributor, especially for like BTCP and things. But he has this project where he made this um, little script, which does basically a, a, a server serving uh, like a picture every five minutes or whatever you set it up to, which can be downloaded by a Kindle, which is obviously need to be kind of opened and um, need to be jailbroken, jailbroken and uh, some, basically you can log in via SSH to the Kindle itself and then, you know, can run a Chrome job and things like that and make it to download this picture every five minutes and display it for you, uh, which then will... You know, according to the script, it does. I mean, if you have seen the picture, it's it's uh, it's the same as here. It at the moment it shows the block height That's and awesome. of the last, last block, and then it has uh, a price in like USD or Euro. It this can be the change. It's interchangeable for any other currency, and then also some. Um, from Gigi's, Gigi made a website where basically some you know epic uh, tweets are being listed and this is being downloaded from there uh, so this is just something which is it's like a block clock you know yeah absolutely <laughs> the basically thing doesn't cost you know it's less much less than like a hundred dollars and you can make it yourself also you can you can you can get someone to make it for you like a, you know we can can do it and then also we'll put a just a, a little public endpoint of this kind of server, which will you know serve these pictures. So if you don't have a Raspberry, you don't have your own node, then you can still use the Kindle display, you know, and just have it out in your wall or 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 in your bookshelf or whatever. So yeah, this is this is to to see, you know, I mean, it's guaranteed. So the big number on the bottom, uh, in the middle, is guaranteed to go up, right? Yeah, so that's right. There is no way that it won't because it's the block height, right? So every every new block mind that we go up, that's awesome. And then we'll see what happens with the rest, right? That's right. Uh, but it's, it's good to have a look at it, though. I love it. I, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. It's, it's very, fun, you know. It's good fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's same kind of touch, but I was also working. Uh, a lot with like phones, uh, Android phones, which can be kind of de-googled, right? So the tracking and the uh, data leaks uh, cut out of them, and and we're testing like Graphene OS and uh, and Kalix OS, which has been, you know, both are, are, are great and working very well. And uh, fun phone, which costs like uh, around a hundred dollars. Um, which can be, you know, flashed with Calyx OS and and remove and um, have the bootloader reload to to make it secure as it would be a as it would be a, an original phone out of the out of the factory. Um, so yeah, things like that, things like these, you know, is made available from the diabenos.com website as well, and also. Uh, you know, I'm very happy to help anyone who can, who wants to do this, do this ourselves, and uh, you know, just to make some uh, kind of get advertised that people can do it and should do this. Yeah. So yeah. Thank uh, you very but, much. I mean, this is this is all amazing stuff, Open Noms. So really, I, I mean, you know, if it wasn't for people like you digging into this stuff and testing all this stuff and taking the initiative. You know, none of this would exist, man. So, shout out. Yeah, cheers. Really appreciate it. Is there um, is is there anything else that uh, that you wanted to uh, to talk about for an update? No, man. You know, working on on documenting all these things and, and <laughs> trying to improve the existing stuff uh, about like the lighting node management repo and the you mm -hmm. know some Bitcoin tutorials and things. Um, but yeah, just. 
mainly it's it's all on github so you know follow that and you'll see <laughs> very nice very nice thank you very much um we're gonna uh, we're gonna move on to uh, to roots all um also with the uh with the uh, the raspy blitz project um roots all um i i saw that 1.6 had I, I looked at the the feature list that's where i saw the uh, the kindle piece that uh, that mm -hmm. open noms mentioned and i'm just thinking to myself how much more can you possibly stuff into this thing <laughs> because i i just like you guys have everything under the sun and i really love it and we try to we try to <laughs> um so uh yeah the, the, we haven't talked for a while so the 1.6 is out uh some some months already um we already have the 1.6.1 uh, out um the already kind of a month old uh release uh that even adds a little bit more onto it you have the mempool explorer in there um pi block if you want to experiment a little bit with that so it's a nice set of python scripts to experiment and maybe extend if you're a python developer um and um and many many small updates of all the projects that are already on there and one important thing just in case somebody hears this just okay oh, i have an old recipe pi uh, recipe blitz running um so if you still have the 1.6 or lower running, please update to at least to the 1.6.1 because this one contains the LND kind of emergency update um, to the uh, LND 0.11.1. Um, so there was some some uh, security bugs revealed uh, for yeah. older LND releases. So um, if you're still running an older node out there, even maybe a, a my node or whatever, another node, just check on your LND version um, and see if you maybe want to consider an update. So uh, go at least for this. Uh, maybe something to keep in mind. Um, very, very nice. And that and that was the the vulnerability was in one dot six and lower, right? And that and that was in and that was in Lightning. Oh, Oliver, maybe you can uh, can give us a little bit more deep insight into this topic, uh, just to clarify the things a little bit closer. Uh, sure. So yeah, there was uh, uh, two vulnerabilities actually in LND uh, zero dot ten and below so if you upgrade to 0 0.11 you're you're safe um so I, i'm not sure what was bundled with uh, raspberry blitz 1.6 but um yeah the vulnerabilities i wasn't really involved too much in there but it, it there were two of them one had to do with signatures so i think you could trick your uh, peer into accepting a signature that it would think it was valid but if it would have been broadcast to the blockchain it would have been rejected just because of uh, some format issue in how the signature itself looks uh, so that was was pretty bad and the other one was uh, had to do with the invoice and the, the pre-image how it was stored in the database it basically could trick lnd into giving up the pre-image too soon. Um, so yeah, it was, was good to have those fixed. They, they were both reported by external, uh, external contributors or uh, security um, researchers and was done in a responsible way. So we had enough time to fix them. So that was really nice. Um, so yeah, please everyone running an LND node, make sure you're at dot 11 uh, or higher. So 11.1 is out as well and dot 12 around the corner, more or less. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So the, the vulnerability was in what was in LND and it was in prior versions, um, before 11.0. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, and to, to could translate this into Raspberry Blitz versions. So if you if you if you run Raspberry Blitz version one point six point zero, that's still the old LND that's vulnerable. So there is uh, there is uh, the one point six point one out of Raspberry Blitz already four months or so. So this is the version you should at least update to. This is the version that is available right now. Um, but we're already working uh, on, as uh, Open Arms was mentioning, open uh, working on the next release of 1.6.2. And uh, yeah, and this one will contain some, some more gadgets for you to, to play around. Very cool. 
I'm excited, and I, I do have to upgrade. I'm still, unfortunately, running 1.5, so... Yeah, yeah. you're definitely uh, a candidate for upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some work to do, so, but that, that, that's on me. That's my laziness. Yeah. Plug all the cables for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep, keep really... The update, or maybe just 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 wait for for maybe a week or something, um, because then we will will have the next Raspberry Blitz version out. And to give you a little bit idea what what's coming there, uh, Open OMS was already mentioning that the uh, pool um, will be there as a command line tool included in there. And another thing we were working on is to fix some stuff of the experimental ButterFS support, which is an alternative format system uh, for your hard drive that contains some nice features we want to more and more experiment more for the future with to maybe make it easier for you to have backups of your blockchain stuff uh, on on the hard drive um I'm but sorry. this is all yeah i'm sorry what, what was that feature for the for the hard drive for the backups uh, it, it's another um, format for the uh, for the hard drive normally it's it's the, the standard linux format yeah. the x4 um, but this is quite an old standard. Um, there are people were thinking, oh, what can we do better, maybe? And there's, they came up with better FS. So butter FS depends a little bit how you how you pronounce it. Um, and this is and this is kind of an um, um, formatting system for your uh, uh, for your drive that uh, makes makes um, when it writes a change to the to the drive it doesn't overwrite stuff immediately so you can make kind of uh, flashpoints you can say be oh, set wow. back to or it, it comes really with integrated rate possibilities so for the raspberry for example you can just plug another usb uh, usb stick onto it a small one please not too big because of the energy so take one for 32 gigabytes or something and and then you will have the data section of the hard drive where your important data lives, not the blockchain, but the important data, like all the L&D uh, databases and maybe from the other projects, the, the, the data uh, databases. Those then will be run in a rate with the hard drive together. So, so ButterFS has kind of better, there are ways to do this with X, X4 also, but more on a on a higher level and maybe not so perfect level. Uh, and ButterFS, really, this, this features come really built in. And this is something we try to experiment more and more. And maybe towards a, a um, Raspberry Blitz version 2.0 to maybe switch to ButterFS as a standard. And until now, it's more like a little bit like a hidden feature for people that like to experiment and help to develop on it. Um, I, I'm actually, uh, I, I got to go and do some more research on this. I've, I've never heard of it. So that, that definitely sounds interesting. Yeah, but this is really just for the people that are more on the experimental side and development side. For people that are a little bit more like running their recipe blitz and, and like um, to to install apps very easily with this kind of one-click install in the services listing, uh, we have something to play with you that will come out. Also, is the Swings uh, server relay. Um, I don't know if, if everybody knows about it. Swings describes a way how you can make chatting the, the chat app over over your Lightning node. So we use the Lightning network oh, to, nice. to run chats over it. And Swings Swings is one uh, app you can find out there um, that's kind of very f very good developed already. Uh, um, they are out there. Swings .chat. Uh, you can check out the website. You can install this app already. Um, and but to run it, of course, you need to connect it to a node. They they have also nodes on, I think they spin it up on some cloud service like Amazon or whatever, and you can rent them. So you can, you, even if you don't have a Raspberry Blitz, of course, you can use it. But the Raspberry Blitz also um, wants now to make it possible for you so that you can run it really with your, from, with your Raspberry Blitz. So it's really no other third-party service there out there that you need to use. And then you really have this decentralized uh, chat app over, over Lightning. And they already have a group system there, like group chats, like tribes and, and, and stuff. So it's, and a lot of people, um, or at least why it became so popular in the last kind of weeks was because this podcasting 2.0 kind of thing is happening right now. Have you heard about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can <laughs> uh, put your podcast behind a paywall, I'm told. Yeah, it's not exactly a paywall. It's more like a <laughs> contribution. So, so the, yes. the podcast is still free. But what you can do is like in your RSS feed, you can put a little extra section. You can put there your note addresses and let people know where they can kind of donate uh, automatically if, if they want to. And you can even make a share to so, so 1% goes to my producer 
or uh, people that do the hosting or people do the app development so you can put put a split of, of donations already in the rss you put your node ids in there and then apps like the swings app um uh, has it has podcasting integrated and it will read out because it's already a wallet it's a it's a chat app and it and, and it also supports your podcasting so you can listen to the podcast and it will automatically every minute it will kind of send sets over to this donation addresses and uh, adam curry the kind of father of podcasting the the, the person that kind of started this podcasting thing uh, back then uh, is very excited about this and tries to uh, push forward this podcasting 2.0. So, uh, and of course, from, and, and I heard Adam Curry is running a recipe blitz. So he told me at least, so um, I'm trusting that info. Um, so I'm very kind of excited also to, to help those people to the podcasting community that's very excited to see a way how they cannot have unsensible money uh, connected to their kind of unsensible, or at least unsensible, but very decentralized um, um, content pub publishing. So, um, yeah, so this is very interesting to see, and I hope that people will experiment with this then. And this is coming with the Recipe Blitz 1.6.2 that's hopefully coming out in about a week or something. That That is really awesome. And uh, just to, you know, just, just to continue on that, um, you know, a lot of times podcasters end up having to take on... Um, you know, sponsorships and stuff like that, not necessarily, you know, really, um, you know, believing in the products, right, that they are being yeah. sponsored by. And and in this case, I think it allows the podcaster uh, to really, uh, you know, remain kind of altruistic with their messaging. And, you know, like now you can actually get paid, you know, by your listeners and, um, you know, just based on their, their listening time. So I, I think it's really cool. Yeah. I, I and Yep. It's it's a um, Adam Curry calls it value for value. So yeah. it's not it's not a paywall. So you can people can still listen to the podcast for free, of course. But um, but of course, if you build an audience, um, people then come to the point where they want to support you if you remind them that this is possible. And even <laughs> if the app, even even if the app has this this the feature built in, it makes it very easily to really say, come on, it's 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 worth a minute or uh, every minute it's is worth some sets for me, and you set your limit for that. So this is really something um, that uh, that. It's very interesting to see. And I heard, um, I was following the podcast scene for a long time because I had a, a podcast startup back in the day, uh, a US startup. So I met Adam Curry even back in the days uh, then. Um, and um, I followed the scene and I was seeing, in, for example, in Germany here, some famous podcasts also like gets donation supports and they do it via, via the banking system. Because in, normally the SEPA, SEPA transactions are free, right? So there's no transaction fee normally. And you could, even send small amounts over SEPA, even if it's slow, it's at least as cheap and it comes and you can make a, can say, I will donate a, every month and so you can make it even a regular payment. So, so these people use that kind of thing for people to give donate the money. But now this one famous, famous podcaster here in Germany, he now said, oh, I needed to change my bank account because my bank was asking, I get so, you get so much little small transactions here. Um, we need to charge you for that. <laughs> so, um, so, so oh, wow. even if you... So we even think, oh, SEPA, it's free. No, it's just to a limit and maybe just for the people sending. But then the people on the on the sending side uh, or the receiving side, if, they, if this gets to a certain amount, get, get some problems here. And so even even the old kind of legacy system uh, is, is, is a problem. If you use PayPal, PayPal takes, takes a big cut. If you use Apple Pay or whatever, like all take a big cut. Oh, yes. So but I have to but I have to warn a little bit here. Lightning Network is also taking a cut. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, you know what? Lightning Network may be taking a cut, but I'd rather the Lightning Network take a cut than some centralized entity gouging with, with yeah. no competition. You know, you have you have to a little bit to maybe maybe this will also solve itself out in the future. Um, but in the moment when when I tested it, I was seeing oh, I was sending three sets, three sets, and I was thinking, oh, why is there six sets in my history? Ah, it's it's three sets routing fees. I get it. <laughs> uh, so uh, so so and, and, and every minute. So this this really sums up in the end. So um, yeah, you have to don't expect that it will be for automatically for free on the Lightning Network, of course. But uh, but a thing with all people maybe providing liquidity and all stuff now this this gets this is getting a market uh, so we we have to see how this develops and gets optimized in the future but it's very interesting to have something that we don't need permission from a bank to run this so um you can really you, you are free to set up a server host a podcast and then kind of get get this value for free uh, well, not for free but but 
uncensored two years. So we reach in very interesting and, and to really to what what me excites me here is to see a very lively community. The podcasting community is a very the, the people are very invested in this uh, and and uh, are very interesting now to experiment with this and seeing this community meeting the the, the, the lightning community that's also is very like reckless uh, com very interested to try stuff out this is very exciting to see those community meets for me oh a hundred percent and I think that only you know what only better things will come of this so I, I'm I'm totally excited along with you this is very cool um is there uh, is there anything uh, is there anything else on the uh, the Raspy Blitz update front? Uh, yeah, maybe one thing to mention because I cool. I teased this idea a little already uh, some some months ago, but I think now we're finally getting ready. Is the is the uh, lightning vouchers uh, for your for your local community? So um, maybe if you remember, I'll make a quick recap um, with the Raspy on the Raspy Blitz, we have Alan Bits. Yes, and and Alan Bits uh, has a small has plugins there in there. Uh, and and you can you can there's a little this Ellen Ellen V it's called and it is, it allows you to create vouchers so you this is Ellen URL so people notice maybe the QR codes you scan and you get some free satoshis um, and the and the idea is there that you you can do this like create those QR codes now with your recipe blitz with Ellen with Ellen bits and the idea is to make it easy for you to print maybe hundred of them. And just to print them out on little stickers, and then put it on some flyers or maybe whatever, like a letter. You 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 put some information for your neighbors or your local community, and you go around and you spread some sets. You can do this in your local community at your meetups. You can do this in your neighborhood, and it's all hosted and running from your recipe blitz. So you nobody can stop you. There's no no not a third party service. It's really everything is hosted from your from your from your recipe blitz, and um and, and Ellen Bits was in there already in 1.6 uh, and already had this voucher plugin but it had still some bugs that were not really satisfying experience so we were um, so we finally can now with the 1.6.2 now with the upcoming release um, I think we have a good working prototype there for you to try it out and really to try this concept and maybe for everybody now that has a Raspi Blitz to really create those vouchers and distribute them in, in your local community and just give some sets away and let people make their experience. Wow. Um, and, and, and one good thing that came out of this a uh, little bit waiting time was um, because we're using um, a fallback scheme. An LNURL is a QR code, right? And normally there is this cryptic LNURL string in there that just a, the specialized wallet can read, like a wallet that supports um, the LNURL. Um, but the standard uh, has a fallback scheme, like and tells you you can even put a URL, like you you, you just take a web address and you put this LNURL string somewhere in the end, like as a parameter. And the good thing about this one is it still works like normal, like if you like normal as you know it with a with, with a specialized wallet. But every other um, smartphone that you point those QR code to. Um, it's like it's just asking you, oh, this is a website, do you want to open it? And so you, you click yes, and then it opens a website from your recipe blitz, and it's a temporary wallet. So the Allen Bits is, is giving everybody, so, so everybody in your neighborhood doesn't has needs to install even a, a specialized wallet uh, to, to read this LNUL code. It just needs to scan the QR code and, and then has in this browser opening up kind of a temporary wallet uh, where you can immediately like also like send the sets further to some other lightning enabled service. Um, so wow. this is a very easy way to, to, to make it to, for people just to keep the sets and maybe try them out without installing an extra app. Um, and in the past, uh, about some weeks ago, you just had about two wallets that were that were supporting this fallback scheme. So they, they we already have a lot of wallets that support LNURL, like Phoenix, um, um, Zap, um, um, all the other Breeze. So there are a lot of other wallets they, they support LNURL, but they didn't support it this fallback scheme. So if they then scanned those kind of quotes from the LN bits, it wasn't working. But um, we I was able, with, to, together with Fiat Jaff, who was very actively opening, uh, working on the LNUL spec, um, to push those wallets now to integrate this. And I think we have about 
90% of the wallets out there now supporting also the, in the latest version, also the um, this, this fallback scheme. So we have the vouchers now kind of ready from the Raspberry Pi side and also from the mob, from the uh, Lightning wallets now supporting kind of the standard, like Breeze is supporting it or um, um, Phoenix is supporting it. So, so you can really recommend the easy to use wallets to people. Um, that are even non-custodial to to use those them with those wallets. So, I think we we finally were able to deliver on this promise. I made a little bit earlier. It took a bit a while, but I think we can finally now try this out and put this out in the open with next Raspberry Pi release. Man, this is uh, honestly Rootsall. This is huge. Uh, I, I think it's very cool. And again, you know, it's it's just more solidifying that idea that you know the Lightning Node. Um, is is just like this kind of Swiss army knife of all these amazing services that, that people can use to truly unbank themselves. So I, I, man, I really awesome. hope so, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really the idea that it doesn't rely on a big service where people where, where then the authorities can go and just switch it off or make trouble. It, it, you can run it from a recipe blitz behind Tor and then with IP2 Tor you can you can make it easy for other for people to just use it as a normal web server and in the end you can make it very very uh, anon so um, if you put just a letter in in, in a post box from, from your neighbors doesn't even know who, who you are so and yeah. then just call, and calls your service from your recipe blitz but from from there's no IP or whatever like that can be matched to you, so so you can really give people wow. in a very cypherpunky way um, an an intro to to, to Lightning without using uh, a big uh, Amazon cloud service or third party service. So I hope really this is a decentralized action you can take that's very hard to stop, uh, and I hope this really helps even in countries that maybe this a little bit more problematic and not that freedomish. This is very interesting, man. Thank you. Thank you very much for explaining that. I, I look forward to it. Uh, I, I look forward to testing it out. So sure, cool. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you very much, Rootsall. Um, okay, we're going to uh, we're actually going to move on to uh, to Max. I don't know if Max wanted to share any updates. So Max is a fellow Bitcoiner and also, uh, you know, dabbles in uh, 3D printing. I, I don't know if he uh, Max, if you were if you were looking to, to share anything or you were just looking to uh, to listen in and soak in the knowledge from these guys. Oh my gosh! Thank you very much for having me, Corn Icarus. Again, you guys are uh, great, brilliant. I am just, um, I'm just a, a Bitcoin pleb. Um, uh, you guys are the ones actually building all the cool Lightning um, stuff. But just some uh, really cool updates I wanted to share with you guys from the uh, Eden 3D uh, team. Uh, we were at uh, Bitblock Boom and at um, uh, Ragnar's uh, uh, Bear Arms and Bitcoin event, and uh, we did get some sales there. So I am shipping out. Um, uh, a couple of those pre-orders and they'll be delivered this year um, so a lot of really cool um, um, updates on the software side for us coming soon uh, we did get some debugging done on the ios app um, but again um, you know we're, we're only shipping the hardware and doing some um, uh, hardware stuff you, you guys are the uh, you know uh, real true lightning heroes you know uh, you know suhead thank you for uh, rtl and and, uh, you know, guys uh, at Raspberry uh, Blitz, you guys are building some amazing um, stuff. But, uh, again, just a quick update uh, from, from myself, and um, uh, you'll definitely be seeing a lot more uh, stuff from us. I know I'm pretty quiet on Twitter and Telegram, but uh, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, we're over here building. So, Hey, um, do you want to just uh, just quickly uh, explain to, to the listeners who may have not heard, uh, you know, our podcast together, uh, what exactly is uh, Eden 3D? Yeah, th yeah. Thank you for um, you know asking that. Uh, just uh, simply, it's a um, uh, improved workflow uh, for three D printing. Uh, it's uh, all in one machine to essentially shorten up the uh, time between uh, manifesting your thought uh, into a thing in front of your hand. So um, it's a, a full desktop uh, computer with a three D printer on the inside. And um, from there, we're running uh, BTC Pay Server. So you can either sell your uh, digital designs if you want, obviously LND, or if you want to actually sell them physically uh, around your uh, local uh, area. So um, that's, that's kind of a summary of uh, what the hardware um, is. And then obviously on the software side, there's some really cool things uh, that we can improve on um, making designs a lot quicker and um, kind of uh, tying them over to Lightning. Our goal really is to be able to send uh, these CAD designs, um, you know, over uh, lightning, um, you know, through like ham radio signals or mesh networks. So we never touch any ISP 
and um, you know the Eden 3D printer is a uh, lightning node, so um, you can obviously route those designs uh, through people with uh, without ever touching a traditional internet connection. So um, again, a lot, a lot, uh, a lot to build, a lot uh, uh, going on, and um, <laughs> it's kind of a quick, quick summary. So no, we we appreciate it, you know, because I'm sure that. You know how it goes, right? Not everybody has time to listen to every single podcast. So, of course. You know, some and, and somebody's definitely going to be curious about a really cool company name like Eden 3D. So, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, so, uh, so look, guys. Um, you know, I, I thought uh, I thought that we would have uh, you know we would have time to you know dive into a couple more questions, but there's so many updates, and you you guys just totally went in depth with everything that. I, I think that, uh, you know, I think we're going to, if there's nothing else, I think we're going to wrap this up uh, right now if you guys are okay with that. Our, I, I, will take the, I will take the silence as a yes. So, so guys, look, uh, I know it's, it, you know, everybody got together from different time zones. I really appreciate everybody's time, all your work. Um, you know, again, the Bitcoin community, the Lightning community. People do not understand the strength of the social Bitcoin, uh, the, the Bitcoin social layer, and this is a part of it. And I really thank all of you for for your time and your work in this, and for coming on my podcast today. Sure, thank you. Thank, thank you. Let's uh, thousand x these uh, lightning notes, guys. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I hope everybody enjoyed that discussion with the uh, the lightning roundtable. All their contact details will be in the show notes, and of course, if you want to reach me. On Twitter or Telegram, I'm at CoinIcarus. If you want to shoot me an email, I am CoinIcarus at funwithbitcoin.com. Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you all next time. 